Here is the story of writing for August 7th, 2023. I'm your host, John Brown. On this day in 1794, U.S. President George Washington looked to end the Whiskey Rebellion by invoking a recently passed law that enabled him to form and mobilize state militias. It was a pivotal moment in the early days of the nation. Farmers and distillers, who were often the same people, were protesting the federal government's tax on alcohol. The tax was an attempt to pay down public debt racked up during the Revolutionary War. Among those rebelling were veterans of that war who believed they were once again fighting wrongs like taxation without representation. Washington led thousands of soldiers to confront an armed group who refused to pay the alcohol tax in western Pennsylvania. The organized federal troops quashed the rebellion, partly by demonstrating that the U.S. government could muster overwhelming military power. This was the first and last time a sitting U.S. president led soldiers into armed conflict. On August 7, 1947, Norwegian Tor Heyerdahl's handmade raft, the Kontiki, crashed into the Tuamotu Islands, proving that prehistoric people could cross 5,000 miles on the Pacific Ocean from South America to the islands of the South Pacific. It took Heyerdahl and his crew 101 days. And it was on this day in 1962 that pharmacologist Francis Kelsey was given the President's Award for Distinguished Federal Civilian Service. She was recognized for refusing to authorize the use of the pharmaceutical thalidomide in the United States. Kelsey worked for the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, and she became the lead investigator of thalidomide. She suspected the drug caused terrible birth defects. This was not yet proven, but it was a growing concern in Europe, where thalidomide was prescribed as a sedative and anti-nausea drug. Pregnant women made up one of the main groups who received prescriptions for the drug. Among the parents who took thalidomide before insemination or during pregnancy, around 40% had infants who died at birth. Approximately 10,000 affected infants survived birth, but had misshapen limbs and other life-threatening deformities. At the behest of a pharmaceutical company that wanted to sell thalidomide in the U.S., the FDA approved clinical trials in 1960. But Francis Kelsey stepped in and asked the pharmaceutical company to test the drug and provide proof that it was safe. The company did not provide that proof, but it did file another six requests for the FDA to approve the drug. Kelsey's work and her refusal to allow thalidomide to be prescribed to the public saved countless lives. However, because of those clinical trials, 17 children with thalidomide-induced malformations were born in the United States. On August 7, 1964, the U.S. Congress passed the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution, which gave President Lyndon B. Johnson broad war powers in Vietnam. With this authority, he escalated troop numbers and the use of weapons in the conflict. And it is the birthday of the woman called the East Side Joan of Arc and the Rebel Girl. American author and activist Elizabeth Gurley Flynn was born on this day in 1890. She became a successful organizer for the international workers of the world, helping U.S. laborers form unions coast to coast. From 1907 to 1910, Flynn was arrested ten times, but never found guilty of breaking the law. She was a founding member of the American Civil Liberties Union and a vocal supporter of women's right to vote 
and have access to birth control. It is also the birthday in 1904 of American diplomat Ralph Bunch. He served on the U.S. delegation to the United Nations and helped write the U.N. Charter. Soon after that, he became head of the U.N. Department addressing decolonization and easing tensions between warring countries. For his work that led to the 1948 armistice between Israel and Egypt, Bunch became the first African-American to be awarded a Nobel Prize. He was also awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor, by John F. Kennedy. Today's reading is an excerpt from Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Even broken in spirit as he is, no one can feel more deeply than he does the beauties of nature. The starry sky, the sea, and every sight afforded by these wonderful regions seems still to have the power of elevating his soul from earth. Such a man has a double existence. He may suffer misery and be overwhelmed by disappointments. Yet when he has retired into himself, he will be like a celestial spirit that has a halo around him, within whose circle no grief or folly ventures. And that is the story of writing for August 7th. Thanks for listening. <laughs>